Welcome to the Conversations with Women of Color podcast with your hosts Danusha and Megan. Hey Dee, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Just uh, trying to stay warm. I really wanted to chat about this the situation with Naomi Osaka and I thought it would be an interesting conversation. So for those of you that are listening and you may not know the story, um, I'm just going to share what happened. So prior to the French Open, which is the tennis tournament, Naomi Osaka, who is one of the best tennis players um, in the women's category in the world, she announced that she won't fulfill her press conference um, obligations for the tournament. And it kind of got a bit of backlash. And she didn't go to one of the events. And thereafter, the, the tour was in charge of it. They had fined her $15,000 for not attending. And thereafter, since she was basically, you know, pregnant and fined, she then um, excluded herself from the tournament. So basically, she pulled out. And she said it was due to her mental health that these press conferences really weigh her down and affects her mental health in a very negative light. And she's quite an introvert, she mentioned. And yeah, it just felt as though like um, her, her boundaries and her stance on this was not accepted. And yeah, that's what I wanted to chat about today. Yeah, I think she actually suffers from social anxiety because I was reading an article earlier today and she was saying that before she has to do any press conference or speak at a media event, she gets so nervous. So um, Mm. it's interesting that, you know, that is obviously part of her job. But it's very interesting when you feel that anxious to the point where you're getting sick or you feel ill, you know, in your tummy or it manifests in your body just in, in different forms. You still have to do these or attend these press conferences. And not only do you have to attend it, but these people are almost, they are interrogating you. Um, not all of them. Yeah. All the um, reporters make you feel very welcome. Sometimes it's like they're trying to um, break down the athletes. Uh, so it's it's just, it's not okay. Mm. And she's not the first player to, to experience this emotional like fatigue and this like mental strain um, getting these questions from the press. I mean, imagine if you lost a match and then you're really defeated and now you need to explain it to people after these questions. I mean, how awful is that as well? Mm-hmm. That must be horrible. Just imagine you lost this game and now you have to go explain why you lost. I mean, you're still trying to process what happened. Um, yeah. Even given like two-hour break where you can just collect your thoughts or, or just have a little bit of time to yourself, especially if you are an introvert. It, perhaps you're just feeling anxious or you're angry. You know, mm many different emotions. Yeah. I mean, they are athletes. They, by nature, they are probably very competitive. Now you must go explain. Exactly. This is why I lost. Mm. I don't know. That must be very, very difficult. Yeah, and you know, actually earlier this year, it was, I think, in February where Serena Williams, she actually left the press room when she was questioned 
I think they were asking her about her retirement after like an early retirement. Um, they were asking her about a question about that. And she she just, she walked out. So obviously these people also, like the press, they're asking things that are making people uncomfortable or, you know, trying to you know share the news, but not considering that, you know, these players are going through the most. And also the game is so fast. Like, you don't even have, like, I'm sure they're like, I mean, they're super fit, but I mean, it, it, it's like really hard to just process them and then just sit there. I think I saw a video as well where she was like, I don't actually, you know, she said, I don't want to be here. Because <laughs> they were like, oh, you're like tired and, and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I mean, imagine, like, shouldn't they then think to maybe change the way this kind of works? Maybe it should be after the entire tournament is ended or uh, in a different structure or, or something. Like, does it really have to be after every single match? I was thinking the same thing. Is there not another way in which the athletes can communicate with the media? You know, maybe just, like you said, give them a little bit of a break or why can't they just send an email or something in, in the written form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just send an email. You don't need a whole in the meeting. Like, really? I mean, yes, and people are going to argue that the, the funds for the sponsors and all these people that kind of like, you know, make tennis what it is, famous like money-driven sport that it is, they're going to argue that these media questions and this media are like, conferences are part of the job and it's part of why they get so much money and funding. And what what like what can you argue with that? They're interrogating the athletes um, just to get a story, mm. get more hits on their website or in the newspaper if they're still in print. Um, but it, it's insane. Like, it's very disheartening. And I hope that this forces the... Um, industry to re-look or to re-evaluate the way these athletes are interviewed. I mean, I'm so happy mm. for standing up. She's young, mm. so brave and courageous to stand up for herself and just say, I'm, I'm not willing to do this. Uh, I'm sure there are mm. thousands of other athletes that have gone through the same thing before and perhaps they weren't brave enough to to stand up to the media and to say, no, I'm not tolerating this and I'm going to prioritize my mental health. Um, so I think mm. that she's really paving the way for the younger athletes or even uh, the age doesn't matter, but she's paving the way. And and the, the tournament's response was like, we're very sorry and we're sad and we remain very committed to all our athletes' well-being and to continually improving every aspect of players experience in our tournament I'm like no you're not you don't care about the well-being because well-being includes their mental health their mental state and all of that so I honestly don't understand like is this now a topic for discussion in terms of like people not or society not accepting you know mental health as an illness that physically prevents you from doing things that you you know, are supposed to do. Yeah, there's a lot of stigma attached to mental health. I mean, it's 2021 and 
says so many don't recognize it um, as a disease or as an illness. People don't understand the seriousness of this disease. They don't understand how it cripples some people, like in Naomi's case. Um, they really don't understand the effects of it. So, you know, when you read these reports or the statements and the press releases, you can pick up the, the stigma and, you know, how people tend to, they question, you know, is mental health, is it a valid reason for stepping down or saying, no, I no longer want to um, cover the, the press or the events or the uh, conferences after the match? Sure. And what, like you're right, like it's 2021, we're still having this discussion. People don't understand how it works and like they're not taking the initiative to learn about it. And obviously the tour and you know, the tournaments and all of that, they're also going with what they always did. Like, oh, well, we always did it this way. So we'll continue to do it this way as if, you know, that's okay. But it's not okay. I mean, we're in a pandemic and we already have, you know, this chronic anxiety over us. And now someone who has social anxiety on top of that has spoken up against it and against you and the press conferences. And like, this is not just any player. She's like basically top two. Um, and, you know, that's the response. Like, okay, cool, you can leave. <laughs> like, you know, we're not taking this seriously. Yeah, it's it's very sad that the main organizations don't support her or that it just seems like they don't care. I wonder if the, how they would have reacted had it been, you know, one of the top male athletes. Oh, I think they would have definitely seen that, like, or believed that more or done something about it if it was a white male <laughs> definitely um I think we all know that and that's the question that we're asking ourselves is that if she wasn't a woman of color would this be the case and it most likely wouldn't be no I think they would have been a lot more supportive and they would have probably like started a mental health campaign you know trying to drive awareness and raising funds for various charities mm-hmm. that as women of color, we have to fight so many battles. Like it's not just you dealing with your mental um, illness or your mental disorder. Um, It's very brave of her. And now you come out and now you still have to fight all these systems that are clearly against you. Um, So that's just not okay. I mean, we we should not be um, trying to break this woman down. I've seen quite a few... um, athletes and some celebrities you know posting messages and and just telling her you know we stand with you we support you and and you know you are 100% correct for taking a break um but it shouldn't only be coming from them exactly exactly that and I just feel like if they're not taking it seriously now like in which year and which decade Is it going to be taken seriously? And it's not just them, you know, it is all athletes, it's all press conferences, it's all sports. I mean, they all do the same kind of interrogation tactics after you just, you know, play the game. Like, I mean, they're already doing so much, like they're using their physical, mental, emotional, all like they can to do to play this match. And then 
they need to then answer to these people. Like, it's basically just capitalism at its finest. It's like, you know, we don't care about you. You just there to to make everybody else money also. <laughs> We're talking big money here. So obviously, in the system, because with any disruption, is obviously an, an interruption in the in the flow of money as well. So brands and, and sponsorships may you know, um, pull out and it affects the business. So at the end of the day, it, it affects, you know, cash flow, it affects um, the money, it affects profit. So they don't want that. And you can see it in your very own organizations as well. When you are mm-hmm. at work or when you just need a day or two off because you, you just need, you need to rest or you can just feel like body is not um, performing at its optimal best and um, just having a couple of days off is, will just allow you to rest and recoup. Just watch the reaction of um, the leaders in the organization. That will tell you whether mm. more about you um, as a human being or um, the profits of the organization. What I did like is that Nike actually um, supported her and they, they supported her decision. They said, our thoughts are with Naomi. We support her and we recognize her courage in sharing her own mental health experience. And for them to back her, I think it was a big, it was a big move because they're a massive brand. Um, and I believe that they do sponsor her. Um, so at least there's that. At least there's that. Maybe that will put pressure on people. I don't know. But for me, I just think that, you know, the more we talk about this situation and situations like this and about mental health in general and mental illness as well and educate people, then maybe, you know, one day this won't be the case. Yeah, I think that um, more people like Naomi or people in, in her position um, need to come out and speak about it so that we can get that conversation going. That's how we're going to break barriers. That's how we're going to normalize things like um, mental health, mental illnesses, so that in two, three, five, ten years from now, um, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be this big debate because, you know, I even saw this one uh, sports psychologist um, on a well-known mm-hmm. in, in South Africa they interviewed her because they did this piece on Naomi and she was saying, oh, you know, but playing the sport, that's that's uh, what they're getting paid for. And, you know, being interviewed, that's what they're also being paid for. And it's quite a nice, lucrative package. They were just basically saying that she um, should see mm. a, a therapist as well as a psychologist to help her overcome the um, social anxiety. And I just thought, suffering from um, all kinds of mental illnesses so you know she's basically putting boundaries in place saying hey I'm not okay I can't do this anymore should we not be creating the the media and and scrutinizing the process by which they do things because I mean that's influenced the way she feels so um, I just really very interesting to see the reaction um, on Twitter, um, on the publications. Yeah, someone in, in this woman's position who, who's also a sports uh, therapist, if if she's saying something like this, then how does she help her clients deal with social anxiety? Must you just stand there and pretend that everything is okay? Like, it, it's it's very scary. 
oh, was that a therapist that said that? That she must seek out therapy. <laughs> what? Oh my God, that was a therapist. I do understand what she was trying to say. You know, go for therapy, see a sports um, therapist in addition to a psychologist to help you overcome um, your social anxiety. So I get that part. They they give you tools and stuff. Mm. Perhaps just helps you to feel a bit more confident or helps you to um, calm the anxiety. We're missing the point by um, we should actually be... Yeah at the way the media scrutinizes these athletes i'm like pretty sure that she already has a therapist and a psychiatrist i'm sure she has the help that she needs i mean if you know she's she's well paid and whatever so i don't doubt that she's taking care of herself and doing everything she can do on her side even if she is learned or taught the techniques and all of that stuff it doesn't mean that it's good for her uh, like that's what we need to understand is that you can know all the tips you can have all the techniques and you can know so many things but the fact of the matter is when you have hundreds of people or however many people like around you and your body you know operates on a different wave that like, we don't necessarily understand we can experience then we can't tell someone <laughs> you know to go to get help like She's, I'm pretty sure she's getting help for it. Like, that's just, that's a bit naive. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you break your hand, you go you go to the doctor and you put a cast on. And then someone is telling you, oh, no, like, why don't you, you know, try some exercises? But, you know, you, you're trying to protect your hand with your cast. You, you're waiting for it to heal, you know. Like, no one's going to tell you to use that hand. So why is it that people are telling her? you know, that she must do certain things that she, her body doesn't want to do or her mind also doesn't want. Like, it's all connected at the end of the day. Exactly. I mean, I, I really hope that encourage more people to make mental wellness uh, a top priority and, and do whatever you must to protect your mental well-being. It means, you know, asking for help. If it means, um, you know, going to your boss and having a very difficult conversation, then then so be it. Um, but do whatever you have Absolutely. to protect your mental well-being. Thanks. Thanks for this chat, Meg. Um, I hope that people out there also realize, you know, how important it is to educate ourselves about mental illness, mental health and boundaries. And yeah, let's hope to have better things and better <laughs> topics to talk about that isn't, you know, so old school and like, you know, archaic <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for tuning in guys until next time bye bye thank you for joining conversations with women of color check out our instagram page called conversations with women of color and we'll see you there